Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 169. A return visit with another one of our favorite guests here on the podcast. Before that, a quick update on me, and then we'll dive into a great interview and a whole bunch of music in this one. Um, My new record, Hey Karma, is done, 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 eight months later. It's done, it's out, it's up in all the usual places on michaelgaither.com and iTunes and all the places you'll find quality acoustic music. Uh, It's doing really well. I I talked about this when I was working on the record, but I wanted to make it as stripped down as possible, but still make it a fun, entertaining record, and it seems to have worked. I've got some nice reviews posted on the website. Locally, K-Pig Radio, our, our wonderful Americana station, has six of the album's 11 tracks in their library, and it's gotten played locally on KKUP and Cupertino and KVMR up in Nevada City, and it's some internet stations in a few places back east, so it's it's making its way out into the world, and um, I'm really happy with it. And then, of course, you don't these, do these things on your own. I had a lot of help on it, and um, a lot of fun players, a lot of fun songs, and if you want to take a listen to it, it's on my website. In fact, if you order it from my website, you get a little wristband that has an angel and a zombie that says, Hey, Karma. So check that out if you get a chance. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Hey, Karma. Meanwhile, here back on the podcast, we're going to be talking again to the amazing Austin producer, songwriter, Gurf Morlix. And if you've been around the podcast for a while, you might recall he was on this show way back in Songs and Stories, episode number 135. We talked about his time with Warren Zevon, his latest record at the time. He talked about the Blaze Foley project, and then he came around again in Songs and Stories 147. It was he and Blackie Farrell who did a show for us out at our series in Corlitas when we were doing shows out in Corlitas, California. He and Blackie talked about their latest records, and Blackie talked about working with Gurf who produced, co-produced Blackie's debut record, and that was a lot of fun. So episodes 135 and 147 were my first talks with Gurf. Those are up on the website, and I'll link those into the notes for this podcast, number 169. Gurf comes out every spring to do a short tour here on the West Coast, and this year he did a house concert for us. I'm looking out the window as I record this, and I'm pointing, if you're looking at home, where Gurf played a couple of months ago. And he talked about, um, talked about, played from his new record, The Soul and the Heel, his latest release. And uh, as a nice little treat, he threw in a couple of Warren Zevon songs into his set. He did uh, Roll on the Headless Thompson Gunner and Werewolves of London. So we were here in the cul-de-sac singing along to, to Warren with Gurf and uh, just a, a great guitar player, great guy, and just an amazing pedigree of people he's produced, like Robert Earl Keane, listen to Williams, Slade Cleas, Mary Gaucher. You, If you've heard these interviews before, you know the drill. He's an amazing songwriter, producer, musician, multi-instrumentalist, and we had him playing here. He spent the night, and we talked about... Um, the show and this latest project um, as as things wound down that evening. And that's what we're going to hear in just a little bit. 
Before that, we were going to hear a one track off the new record, and then he'll play one live. So what I want to do is remind you that if you're remind you or tell you if you're new to songs and stories, you can go to my website michaelgather.com, and I'll have a under blogs and podcasts. There's a section for this particular episode, number one sixty nine. And I'll have links to uh, all of Gurf's previous CDs, the new one, The Soul and The Heel, as well as uh, the previous podcast, too. So take a look at that if you're watching at home. So we're going to hear, uh, let's see, we're going to hear Deeper Down, the title track, talk to Gurf, and then he's going to close this interview with the best we can, and then stick around because we've got a very special treat. Gurf took one of his older releases, the 2007 record Diamonds to Dust, stripped the vocals out, and released it as an album called Birth to Boneyard. And if you know Gurf's music, especially his CDs, sonically they're really, really cool and interesting. And hearing this record without the vocals makes you really appreciate the music even more. It's a great thing just to put on as background music, or if you're working, or just whenever. In fact, I took my Hey Karma record and did the same thing, and it's kind of fun to hear your songs without the lyrics and just hear what was going on in the background. This is Birth to Boneyard. So we're going to hear um, a song from The Soul and the Heel, the interview with Gurf, the, the live version here at, around the kitchen table of The Best We Can. And then um, we'll hear one or two tracks from Birth to Boneyard at the end and kind of leave you with that for about 10 minutes at the end. Just some really sonically evocative, cool, cool stuff. A quick note too is we were uh, we had a really heavy winter here on the West Coast, which means we had an early spring and just a just a, a wild and crazy allergy season. And Gurf really was having some sneezing problems that night, but we 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 worked through it. So with that disclaimer, here we go. Here's a whole bunch of Gurf Morlicks. Sit back and uh, this is going to be really cool. Here's the opening track off the Soul on the Heel. This is Deeper Down. With a shovel I stole Leave me be Trying to salvage my soul The shelter I need Lies deeper down You're so perspicacious So quickly you grasp my situation Perceived in an instant my lack of elevation, but it's so obvious that you missed my motivation. Getting far away from you by heading deeper down. Bloody fingers, that is so. I'm 
tired of feeling I'm tired of the fight I'm done thinking about what's wrong or right How the coolness The lowering of the light The comfort I crave Lies deeper down Bloody fingers fun today god what a nice show it was very nice yeah good crowd great, great show great crowd great bunch of people yeah mm -hmm. it was nice and i was surprised i thought they'd all seen you before but we had kind of a nice mix maybe yeah. two thirds to one third which so. is kind of what you want yeah it was really good yeah uh, i wanted to say too I, as much as i love the new record it was really nice that you busted out some more in zivon that was a that was yeah, a really I nice treat felt like i should do that you know i i toured with him in 1990 yeah we talked about that before and, uh, and he was a class act and one of a kind mm -hmm, an amazing songwriter and a, a, an amazing human being like nobody else and you had a really good experience with him yeah yeah, yeah. I, I toured with him for three months in 1990 and just loved it and, yeah. and 
playing some great songs and I like to do those once in a while when I think about them and they're so unique and and, and hearing because you have your own definite style which is really fun when you actually cover somebody so hearing you do rolling the Tom rolling the Tom the headless Thompson gutter and we're always in London yeah. in our patio I've yeah. always loved those songs yeah and, uh, and you know played them almost a hundred times with Warren and mm-hmm. yeah, those are those are really great songs yeah so this new record, The Soul and the Heel, and again, I know you take a lot of care into your CD covers, and I, I love the, the, the cherry pit with the little, yeah. heart, the little heart-shaped cherry. Um, where, did the, where did the title come from? Because you have great CDs and great titles, and the, 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 the themes and the visual motif always is, is always really intriguing. Well, it's hard to find a title for a CD, and, uh, and that The Soul and the Heel actually was a line from a song on my last album, mm-hmm. uh, but I was talking about boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said the only the only parts of the boot that really matter are the sole and the heel. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of liked that line, and then I started thinking about S O U L and H E A L, and mm-hmm. uh, and realized that that might be a good album title for this one. And then when the when the songs came around. Mm-hmm. I started listening to the songs, and it was about the soul and the heel, and that you know the the healing we hopefully accomplish from all the damage we've done over the years, you know. Yeah, it's a very intriguing title because it, yeah. it does, it, it kind of resonates when you think about it. You yeah. know, this is what we have and this is where we're going and how do we get past this? Which kind of fits the first the first track, which is Deeper Down. Yeah. You know, I've got myself here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you going to throw dirt on me or am I going to like get out of this? Yep. It's, yeah. it's, sometimes you find yourself down in a hole and Sometimes you dug it yourself. <laughs> a little topical too. Yeah. Um, I heard you this morning on Cape and I wanted to talk about the, the, the writing you do. So you and I didn't realize this, but you kind of quote unquote um, retire every year in the summertime and go north to write. Yeah, I take some time off in the mm-hmm. summer every year, and uh, that's when I get most of my songs written, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of work year round on honing them. But I. Right. I just kind of have this cabin that I sort of retreat to, and uh, it's it's pretty nice, and that's that's where I can get away and do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten there's a, a friend of mine that has a, a family home in Idaho, and I've gone to a couple of retreats the last couple of years, so I've had a, a cabin to myself, oh, nice. you know, for like a week and come out with a couple of songs. Yeah, I, I totally understand that now because you go somewhere away from yeah. the usual all the distractions, saturated yeah. inputs, and just work on stuff and take ideas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I work late at night a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I you know, I kind of come awake around midnight, and and uh, you know, it's like most of my songs were written between uh, midnight and three a.m. I realized that recently, and and I think that's another way of getting away from the distractions. Mm-hmm. You know, that time is just you know, the phone doesn't ring, and, right? And oh. you just don't. Have You're to, not going to get any emails, so there's no point yeah, in checking. No, it. it's it's you yeah. don't have to think about anything else, and uh, so it's. It's kind of the same as going off to a little cabin somewhere. Yeah, I think a phrase you've used a couple of times is at night when, when all the filters go down. Yeah, too, you know? yeah, that's that's when it happens for me. Some a lot of people get that in the morning mm-hmm. uh, before the day's really ramped yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So these songs are, are, these, are these on these these this latest ten batch. You, you're doing about you're doing a new record about every other year now. You're pretty consistent. Yeah, it's recently. been kind of that way and. Yeah. Uh, Seems to be working. The songs are great. The albums are great. And yeah, it's not a plan exactly, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I get 
you know, 13, 14 songs, and I think they're mostly pretty good, then I might want to start recording them, and then I start kind of trying to figure out which 10 or so might make an album, mm -hmm. you know, because right. it is an album to mm -hmm. me, and it always will be. Yeah, I still think of song. I think people that our age and, you know, yeah. give or take 20 years and so still yeah. think of songs, 10 songs in a row. Yeah. That, that's the project. Yeah, it's a, it has a start yeah. and a finish and, uh, and, a, and a pace and a, yeah. and a tone and a feeling. And, yeah. yeah. So these songs, is there sort of like, a, is there a, on this latest, is there an overall theme, you think? Or they just kind of came out when you were sitting up in the cabin last summer? Well, or? they just kind of come out. Like I said, I try, to, I try to look and see which ones fit together with some sort of a theme. But uh, what I like about this new record is there's, there's more love on this one than, than had, has ever presented itself before. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not sure why that happened or how that happened, but it did happen. And, uh, and I'm glad about it. Uh, usually my songs are kind of dark and funny and wry and uh, mm -hmm. but this is uh, you know I'm, you know I'm getting older you know I had a heart attack 14 months ago and that you know certainly enters into it you know mortality and uh, thinking about you know what's what's important mm -hmm. and it's it's love and friends and community and right. family and, right. and and your work that's all there is you yeah know? that's it yeah I think this morning when you were talking to is about especially doing songwriting in a project and the question this morning when I heard you on, on the radio was talking about as a producer but you were saying with the producer and the artist you get together and come up with a little piece of art and that's yeah. what we do with these songs that's you the just, goal yeah you know and for, like for me a CD the one I just finished was like it wasn't just a, a record but it's it was 11 little projects yeah because <laughs> every little song is different but you yeah. come out with you know this little piece of art and this is and what you've done here too is um i think what you said earlier too is when you're when the, at the show in the, in the patio is um the body counts lower on this record than in yeah. previous previous projects i've been making a little bit of a concerted effort toward that yeah. recently uh it's not easy but we and, love and, those songs too. yeah and you know we don't really have control of where the songs take us mm -hmm. you know as you yeah. just you 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 get a spark, and then you just the, the song takes over mm -hmm. a lot of times. Right, and it, it'll take you know you get an idea for it could be a phrase, and then it can it can turn the phrase completely upside down and become something completely different mm -hmm. using the same phrase. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. It is fun how you keep kind of working on something, and all of a sudden you, or when you after, when you get a song done, and then later on you think, oh, that's what it's about. Yeah, even yeah. after you've recorded yeah, it, sometimes you go. Oh, it's very interesting to learn what your song is about uh -huh. once you've written it. Yeah, because like for me, I write really literal stuff, and I've written stuff, and then later on, going, oh, yeah. that's what I was. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. wasn't about this. Yeah. yeah, which is part of the fun of the art too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna pause really quick okay. and stop this barking dog. I know where she picked up. Okay. Barking dog is in the house. Now she's happy. Now we're happy. Now the listeners are happy. I'm happy. Yeah. 
So most of this record you played yourself. Well, I uh, with a couple of I can I can play a lot of things, and uh, and usually I can't afford to pay anybody, you know. So uh, I do whatever I can, and uh, you know I I need a good drummer, and I got one. I got Rick Richards, who's indispensable, and uh, and I think for your kind of music, a really good. He's, you want good rhythm his, for what you do. Yeah, his yeah. groove is exactly the same as mine, and it's it's perfect for me. And he's amazing. And and uh, you know, if I need somebody else to do something that I can't do, I'm, I'll hire him. Mm -hmm. you know, once in a while, I need that, but I do whatever I can by myself. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then having Ray Bonneville on harmonica is never a bad idea. He's I think great. I think he's in pretty much all your recent records. Yeah, Somewhere. He's, he's been on most of them. He usually shows up on something. And, oh. and I play on his. I just played on his new one last week. Nice. So I don't yeah. know when that'll be out, but yeah, yeah we just we like to play together when we can, and uh, mm -hmm. and he's really great. He's, yeah, super nice guy, too. Yeah. yeah. We were just still doing shows. He played a show for us, and we're like, what a, it's one of these, what a great player, what a super nice guy. Yeah. You know, like all you guys in that circle of people, yeah. you and Blackie and all those people. Um, so talk about the heart. Can you talk about the heart attack? Because it's an interesting story, and I think it leads into this record a little bit. I don't think anybody knows you were in Florida. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was on my way to a gig. I was driving. I was approaching Orlando mm -hmm. at a gig northeast of Orlando, and I suddenly found myself dead stopped in the fast lane of a Disney World rush hour traffic jam. <laughs> Which and, is a great phrase for a song, by yeah, the way. Jeez, and I had a heart attack, and uh, I managed to drive myself to the hospital. It was yeah. a bit of an endeavor, and uh, you actually and maneuvered I, over to the, the right lane and the shoulder. Yeah, I didn't think a I didn't think an ambulance could get to me in a traffic jam like that. They couldn't right, get through that right. thing, and so I just put my turn signal on, and and while fighting with the effects of this thing, which is the most painful thing I've ever felt in my I can't life. Imagine. I, uh, and behind the I, wheel. I, after yeah. a while, I inched over one lane, you know, I, as, as I got some room and I leaned it over and then I put the blinker on again and as cars crept forward, I managed to get over finally to the shoulder, still having a heart attack and uh, screamed wow. up the shoulder. And, uh, and I went into a, uh, first thing I saw was a Florida tourist shop. Huh. Sunscreen and T-shirts, and, and I thought, I thought the tourists are hungover. They need aspirin. Uh, so I went in there, and they had aspirin. I just broke into the box and started chewing it. And then I went up to the counter, and I'm still having the heart attack. This thing lasted like ten minutes or something. Wow! And that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, to be completely in pain, and uh, and so I paid for them and decided I didn't want to die in a tourist shop in Florida. <laughs> so I went out to my rent car to It's die. funny, but it's not funny. But it's, I, just, yeah. I decided I'd rather die in my rent car. Right, right. So I went out there and, uh, and it passed. Wow. Which they tell me is rare. And, uh, mm -hmm. and then I drove myself to a hospital and checked in and Sure enough, I'd had a heart attack. So when you were when you were barreling down the shoulder, were you thinking I need to get aspirin, or I just need to get the hell out of here? I, or I just need to move. I needed to move. Yeah. And, and when I saw that, I, I had thought about aspirin. Right. Right. And I saw that store, and I thought aspirin, and that what that turned out to be a really good idea. The mm -hmm. cardiologist said it probably saved my life. Right. 
And so, you know, I just, I was really lucky. I look at the whole thing as a really lucky thing that happened to me. And I actually had health insurance. Mm -hmm. I had just gotten it the year before for the first time in my life. Many people still do, knock on wood. Yeah, I was very thankful to have had that. And uh, and I made it. And, And I'm good to go now you know and uh, so I just I look at it as a completely lucky thing because it, hmm. it could have gone the other way and, yeah. and and the fact that it happened and that I made it was a just a really good thing you know because mm-hmm. it was it was looming you know I, I knew it might happen and and then when it did uh, I made it so. yeah because well, your father passed early yeah. Right? yeah yeah he died young from a heart attack and right. so I knew that could happen and uh, so I, I'm just really lucky to mm-hmm. be here and every day is a bonus and I'm I'm, I'm well aware of that so. yeah. and we're grateful for it too yeah. yeah um so yeah so there is a lower body count on this record but it, it's definitely got your edge to it which we really love and appreciate I this, this is a great album because it, it goes all over it goes in a few different places but but the closing track the best we can we were talking about this earlier before the yeah. recording was run um, when you were playing it, you said it's you found this chord one night, and it was kind of a happy John Denverish kind of sound. It's a beautiful chord. Um, but the song, and we, I want to, I would like you to play it if you'd like. Yeah, but sure. The, um, you know, it's. I think some people think it's dark. My wife and I were sitting here going, "It's a beautiful. It's realistic and beautiful." Yeah, I don't see it as dark, but some yeah. people do. Just, yeah. just because. Well, you know, I'll, I'll play it, but. Uh, I find it one of the one of the more uplifting songs that I've written. You know, it's uh, we were smiling, we were happy. It's 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 hopeful. It is. It's very hopeful, and this is I in think it's, it's in its dark way. Yeah, but I like that. I like that. Yeah, me like too. That. Yeah. So, are you, are you planning a record maybe two years from now, or go back to the cabin this summer? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I already have probably enough songs for a new one. Nice. Uh, yeah. But you know, I don't know which ones are good yet and mm-hmm. then I'm still just going to keep pounding those into shape and then I'll yeah. get some more. Do you tend to write and play them out for a little bit before you decide or do you just... I like to. Yeah. It's it's hard now because if you announce that you're playing a new song the cell phones come up and suddenly mm-hmm. it's on YouTube, you know, right. and, and yeah. it might not be finished or it might not mm-hmm. even, you know, past muster you know but you're just kind of trying it out but but if it goes up onto the youtube then it exists yeah so it's harder than it and used once to it's be published for, it's never coming down yeah so it's yeah. harder to uh it's harder to do that but then you know there's there's some of you know I, I was playing this the best we can for a couple of years before i recorded it mm-hmm. because i knew that one was good yeah. just that one i could just tell right some of them you got to play them in front of people to find out mm-hmm I went through that last year with my with my newest bats. I did yeah. a couple of shows last year where I said I did opening sets for six songs. I said these are all brand new songs, yeah. and it was kind of fun to have yeah. have like that many songs to pick from. Yep. Well, the audience will tell you; they'll let you know if it's uh-huh. if it's good or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Why don't we hear the? Oh, I was going to ask you too. So, are you? I know you're, you're. This is your second day, your second show in California. Yeah. You're off for a few days, and you're going to head north. Yeah. Um, then you go back home. Then you go east. Yeah. So is uh, is most of your time these days, like recording and then touring, or are you still doing a lot of producing work? Or is it kind I of a, do some producing. Yeah. That's uh, that's 
dropped off a little bit because people don't seem to have budgets much anymore. Mm-hmm. They all, everybody wants to make a record really cheap, and I don't really want to cut those corners. And, yeah. Uh, I want to. I'm, I'm used to my production values, and I like them, mm-hmm. and uh, so I just kind of want to do the ones that that I can afford to do. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoy touring as much as I can. I got right. these songs, and and people respond to them, so I want to right. get out there and play them. So I'm. I'm playing as much as I can, and I'm recording nice. as much as I can. And, and, and you're available for house concerts. I can I can attest yeah. to that. If you like what Gurf does, you, yeah. and you're listening, you can have, have him get 30, 30 plus people and have Gurf play in your house. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, as far as the producing thing, too, so, because you, I mean, for people who don't know, you've worked with Slate Cleese and Robert O'Keen and Lucinda and Mary sure. Gaucher, and I'm forgetting probably yeah, some other obvious there's, names. There's many, many. Yeah, I'm just some phenomenal, phenomenal writers. Um, so coming from that background, so these days, what, and this is something I don't really, under, I really don't know from my angle, but what, what would constitute cutting corners from what you're used to doing? Like if somebody came to you and said, I want to do a record, but I can't do, what would, what would, what would the I can't do? Like, is it just well, bringing in a certain quality of player or is it? Uh, yeah. Um, it, I usually spend somewhere between two and three weeks worth of days on an album uh-huh. uh, because I want everything to be, Perfect. Sure. Uh, I mean, not perfect. I, you know, I don't like perfect, but I want every single note to sound really good. Mm-hmm. And, and when I produce an album, I've thought a lot about every single note on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a guy told me last night at the show in San Francisco, he said, I listen to your record and every note is perfect. And I said, well, it's not, but but thank you. You know, mm-hmm. I understand yeah. what you're saying, you know, yeah. because cause every note has been put exactly where I think it should uh-huh. be and, and that takes attention to detail and it takes time you know yeah, and, and I'm not you know I, I, I don't just throw up a microphone and play a part real fast you know I think right. about the sound and I, you know I, mm-hmm. I, want, I want everything to sound really good I think that's important in making sounding a record. Sounding good is probably not a bad idea. Sounding good is, is, yeah. is, is important. Yeah I went through some on the project I did I mean I actually you know, took the time to go back with my engineer and just because I pretty much produced it, go back and just listen to everything like yeah. with a fine tooth comb. And yep. it was like, okay, because you want to leave some of the dirt on. It was like, okay, oh, absolutely. That's breathe. That's that's a breathing in sound. Yeah. That's okay. That's a, sort of a mouth noise on the mic. Yeah. We can cut that out. That's yeah. a a natural guitar kind of like rubbing noise. That's someone's doing this on the. We can yeah. you know yeah. If it's of. organic, it's fine. You know, yeah. you don't want any any little ugly things on right. there. Right. We're, we're, we're calling it audio snot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, little little saliva clicks aren't Right. Anything aren't that would pleasing, distract you. you know? I guess anything that would distract the listener from what you're trying yeah. to convey in the song. Yeah. Yeah. So you need time for that. You need time yeah. you, need, you need time to go through that. Yeah, that's know. just how I learned to make records and I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, from the time I started producing records, it was, you know, it take 2 or 3 weeks to make a record. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what I'm used to. That's that's how I like to do it. And you can't just bang it out in a day and go, okay, this it's rough, but it's good. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have done some records. I've done a few like little three, four, mm-hmm. five day records, and, yeah. and they have their charm too. But mm-hmm. uh, I really like to to get every everything sounding exactly like yeah. I like it. You know. Yeah. What's the old cliche? You can have it 
fast, cheap, or good. Yeah. You can have it fast, but it'll, it, it'll yeah. won't be cheap, and it won't be any good, and yeah. vice versa. Yep. Yeah. So, no, it's important. I mean, like yeah. I said, these are little pieces of art, yeah. and once we're gone, they're going to still be around, probably Hopefully. on Spotify, yeah. you know, generating 0.001 cents yeah. of play, but they're going to be up there. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. important. Yeah. Well, let's hear the best we can. Okay. It's a great way to close yeah. a pretty full day. And the dogs have settled down. They're at our feet, so they'll, they'll really like this song. Until I start singing. <laughs> small guitar gets a lot of mileage literally actually yeah it's a nice little guitar and the sound like you said the, the pickup and the effects and you're playing obviously you get a it's, lot of sound out it of it sounds way bigger than it should <laughs> little art and luthery guitar it's kind of little and deceiving because it's such a small guitar yeah it's a parlor sized guitar and uh you know, acoustically, it sounds okay. It has an interesting sound, but it's not a big sound. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a rich sound um, when it's just acoustic, but with that Fishman Rare Earth pickup, mm -hmm. it just happens to work really well. And, all right, let's see. That's that chord you found one night. Yes, it's a, just, you know, I've known this chord all my life, but I don't play it much because it's pretty. It's, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't fit the groove canon, but now it does. It yep. does. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy to have played it that night. So, so this is called The Best We Can. Ain't none of us are noble. We live tawdry little lives. We're animals roaming the land. <coughs> I'll start this again. Okay. See. <laughs> I'm going to make the dog look at Oh. There you go. She's fine. Good dog. There you go, Rome. Ain't none of us are noble. We live tawdry little lives. We're animals roaming the land. We might be made of stardust, but that don't make us special. <coughs> I gotta, I gotta have some water. Here. Okay. Some, Give me some water. Yeah, this is. It's the science. It is. I it earlier too because your voice is kind of cracking a little bit. Yeah, I had a little. Well, I got dry. I didn't, I didn't take a drink the whole set. So. I'll see if we can do this. Ain't none of us are noble. We live tawdry little lives. Animals roaming the land. We 
might be made of stardust But that don't make us special And we gotta do the best we can It seems to me we get it wrong More than we get it right We're human beings After all It's in our nature To think we own the earth Bound to try And bound to fall The best of us I'm barely getting by The rest of us Don't get what we need All the promises That were made to us Now we know nothing can be guaranteed We're all riding in the same car Heading for the same place Trying to make it through one more day Some fuel, some water, some luck, and some love And a little common sense would help us on our way The best of us I'm barely getting by The rest of us We are the weeds All the promises That were made to us Now we know nothing can be guaranteed Ain't none of us are noble we live tawdry little lives We're animals roaming the land We might be made of stardust But that don't make us special And we gotta do the best we can Let's try to do the best we can. Nice. Thank you. That's a very hopeful song. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I see it that way. Uh, well, thank you again. Thanks, good chatting. Martin. Good yeah. hearing you and uh, good sharing you with our friends. Yeah, it was very nice. Thanks for the new record. Um, we'll see you next time you're out this Yeah. Time. All right. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks. The one and only Gerf Morlix. Always time well spent. So again, that last song was called The Best We Can. It's the closing track off his latest record, The Soul and the Heel, which you can find at gerfmorlix.com. G-U-R-F-M-O-R-L-I-X. You can also go to michaelgather.com. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. You'll find links to the last two podcasts with Gurf, links to his records and some other Gurf stuff up there too. I'll find some videos to go with this too. So look under blogs and podcasts for that. As I mentioned earlier, Gurf took one of his earlier records 
Diamonds to Dust, removed the vocals and re-released it as Birth to Boneyard with just the really cool audio and everything that he plays. So we're going to hear a track off of that. You can find that at GurfMorlex.com. It's linked to my site. Uh, you can find it on Amazon and iTunes and all the usual places. But I recommend getting... Well, Pretty much everything Gurf does. This one's really special. I'm hoping he does this with other projects too because what he does in the studio, he plays usually everything. He usually has Ray Bonneville come in and play some harmonica. He has a percussionist, but everything with strings and sometimes things he can beat on. Um, Gurf plays all that and it's really, really cool. So here's a track off the instrumental release, Birth to Boneyard. Before we go, uh, again, I'm Michael Gaither. This is Songs of Stories. And whether you heard this on... Um, my site and iTunes on uh, KC Cafe Radio or Grateful Dread Radio Nashville or you found this uh, on a Twitter or Facebook post somewhere on the interwebs. Thank you for listening. Please support these artists. They do really cool stuff. So here's an instrumental track off Birth to Boneyard. We're, we're going to listen to Food, Water, Shelter, and Love. That's track six. Food, Water, Shelter, and Love. And really, what more do we really need? Here's some more gear for you. (laughs) 